0: Where Ideas Launched, the podcast for the unexpected innovator. We are all incredibly creative, but maybe we've forgotten how. I've spent my career working with people from more than 150 countries, traveling the world, and experiencing cultures. And what i found? Creativity is everywhere. We've got a gargantum challenge facing us, as we need to redesign a more sustainable planet. This podcast explores modern-day innovation in the age of sustainability, I'll interview some of the most prolific thinkers, creators, and educators on their journey to create sustainable incomes and businesses. My guests and I will teach you how to be creative, create business models, and explore curiosity with the courage to level up in your career. Join me every Wednesday for a new edition of Where Ideas Launched, a podcast. Welcome to our episode. Dr. Nicole Chiska is a scientist and positive psychology coach who helps women in science and tech use their head and heart to get seen and noticed in their company. Nicole lives in Hamburg, Germany, and is a food chemist by training and holds a PhD in chemistry, next certifications in coaching, positive psychology, change management, and advanced problem solving. Welcome Nicole. Hi Kevin. So you are a food chemist. How does a food chemist find her way into people in change?
1: Yeah, it takes a crisis. So I was working in um, product innovation as my first job or the first years of my career in the industry. And then as it is within those big companies, sometimes there's a merger and then it takes quite a while to kind of like reorganize and reset the things. So what. um how that affected me. So that was change experiencing change or the impact of it firsthand. And how that affected me was really ending up or being put on hold for quite a few months. And I had hardly anything to do because they were sorting out things and discussing and trying to agree on how to move forward. And I just like, I like working, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not working was really, really horrible. And, um, Yeah, so that led me to seek out a coach to help me get out of this energy slump. And then within a few sessions, he had me all going up again and uh, pursuing new pathways and so on. And I was like, how did he do this? I want to be able to do that too for people. Mm -hmm. And that's when I then started coaching training and get into all this kind of space. And um, then as luck would have it, uh, the opportunity arose within the company to uh, lead the change management work stream for a big business transformation project and I was like, man, I have this newfound passion kind of. There's an opportunity. I know the team is great. And so I jumped right in.
0: Wow, well, that's like, amazing. And and how how have you transitioned this this change management work in
1: this time of remote working? How has that worked for you? So basically I started in the role before before COVID happened. So um, there was still a lot of, you know, there was a lot of traveling involved, going places, meeting people, doing trainings in person, uh, having those types of conversation and this engagement and working with the team, you know, in meeting rooms and all that. So the way you you would think about project work. And then um, yeah. And then we couldn't travel anymore. And what has changed is really let's just say the level of intention uh needs to be a different one so really what are we doing um so being really more focused and prepared um being mindful also of what's going on and being mindful of what we don't see that's going on so there's a lot more checking in um yeah so i mean the mechanics of it is fairly simple, you know, you just, you know, just sit on the same chair every day and <laughs> dial into different types of meetings, but um, the intentionality uh, needs to be different, but I'm happy to report that the team found a way of working and yes, probably having become so cohesive beforehand through all this great collaboration, but this really took it up a notch. So we really stood okay. even closer together and um, we're just really very intentional and um, conscious about how we interact and how we run the project in different phases, so, and it worked out fine so far. Yeah.
0: no, that's that's brilliant. And what skills do you consider to be the most important for employees in large organizations, given what's happened with COVID, given you know the kind of inflection point that we're in right now, what skills do you think are the most important that people should be focusing on now?
1: Mm. Yeah, so three things for me uh, and they are no particular order. I find them all equally important. So one is learning and learning not just in the sense of um, you know, taking part in a training or reading a manual or, or a textbook, these kind of things, but actually learning from life and from what's happening. and not just every half a year when you do a lessons learned or a review or something, but on the go, having these like, heartbeat retrospectives every week asking yourself what's working well what are we going to change and then really yeah learning on the fly so to speak so that's that's one um and by that then also always being able to get ready for what's next yeah because we you, you notice this and this kind of prepares you for change properly then yeah the second one is emotional intelligence and I know it's sometimes a big buzzword but really knowing how to stick with data, not drama, mm-hmm. and um, just knowing how to, you know, navigate uncertainty, taking a step forward and taking decisions, even though everything is volatile and ambiguous, if we want to take those words, you know, in, but there's like, it is just a reality and you need to learn how to how to cope with this. Not, not only how to cope with it, but how to... Um, still excel in those type of environments and uh, make progress. And um, so that's emotional intelligence. And the third one is really relational intelligence. So Mm -hmm. building relationships, um, connecting with people and having those, you know, even now that we are missing this kind of like being in one room, having like this, like almost feeling the social fabric, but now we have to... um, put so much more effort into creating our relationships and maintaining them. Um, because, because that is what's needed to, to really be affected and get anything done.
0: Yeah, I think you you've raised three very interesting points and uh, on the point about learning, I mean, there's an element of experiential learning I guess that we need to bring out. But how would you recommend people get into that experiential learning because, you know, if I think if I think back, you know, maybe some of the ways that people did this in the past would be to take a gap year, for example. So before you even get into the job, you take a gap year, you tour the world and you experience different cultures and that that already gives you something new, right? Something experiential. How would you recommend people go about bringing an experiential element into their learning
1: journeys. Mm-hmm. So um I mean one thing is learning from the things that you do every day. Yes. So something yes. that I establish with you know let's say you um you implemented a change and then you still need this ramp up phase and stabilize it you know and really embed it in the ways of working. And so what I what I then do with those teams that just went through this kind of like go live implementation phase to really have a monthly kind of learning loop session where we just have this, this pause and just reflect on, okay, what's really going on? What have we achieved in the past months? What are the gaps that we're having? So, so being intentional about learning from the experiences, experiences that I make every day in my, in my job. Um, But then what you mentioned for, you know, maybe creating other experiences for ourselves, I'm pretty sure there are a lot more, you know, projects going on in everybody's company than Mm -hmm. the ones that touch your own role. And so maybe there's an opportunity for for you there to volunteer, you know, maybe there's a kind of like environmental working group or diversity and inclusion working group or whatever, you know, and so or Just, you know, people create stuff all of the time. So you can find those types of projects um, that are outside of your role where you can engage.
0: What are your best three tips for approaching a transformation? So getting into big scale transformations, what are your best three tips?
1: Actually thinking about this is not so much, you know, the how and the strategy, but really how you set yourself up. So one thing is um, from a company perspective, allowing the resources to take care of the change management and having a dedicated change manager. Very good. So perfect point to start. Uh, So now you have someone who can orchestrate the whole people side of change. But having just one person managing change for 500, 1,000 people that are impacted is just not sufficient. So all of your project team members, all of your subject matter experts, all of your line leaders, they all need to play a role within change. And for those that are heavily involved in driving the project forward, I think at least 20%. Allowing mm-hmm. for them to spend on really just engaging and taking the rest of the organization with them. Yes, would be a good place to start. Yes. So that is one thing, so allowing the resources. The second bit is really integrating change management and project management. You may have two different people doing this, but the activities and the tasks, they need to be in one plan. You cannot yes. have one plan here and the other plan here, but uh, they should be combined in one. So nothing falls through the cracks. And uh, the third point really is um, increasing your organization's capacity for change. So really upskilling people, both leaders and frontline employees to know how to go through change successfully and how to implement it. Um, Because, you know, when you ask something of someone then I'm always a fan of giving them the tools to be able to meet those requirements.
0: Absolutely, really good points and thank you for that. Can you talk about your bigger vision for women in tech? So I know this is an area of passion for you, um, you know, and you've 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 transcended tech and you've taken your skills to another level in terms of that organization playing field that you have now. Tell me about your vision for women.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say for it's my vision for everyone who uh, who is an employee or who works for a living. I work mainly with women in the STEM fields because I can relate most to them because it's my own background and our brains are sort of wired in the same way. Um, But really my vision for workplaces in general is that just people can thrive and have an opportunity to, you know, be their best at work and really enjoy going there every day because I don't know how you feel, but uh, if we have to work over four decades, <laughs> it's like we better have some fun doing it. And so that's really important for me. And then creating those environments, um, sh- showing people how to um, really step up and be there and seize opportunities, but also providing those opportunities equally for everyone. Um, this is just, I would love to see things going that way. I agree
0: with you. I mean, this is one of the reasons the show is called the way it's called, right? This idea of transcending work is something that I've fallen in love with simply because it no longer means work, right? So mm-hmm. if, if you want to bring yourself to doing something that aligns to your purpose, that you feel a more intrinsic joy from rather than the extrinsic rewards that you get, you know, this for me means so much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a comment from Joe, uh, change management is often seen as the nice to have on projects. What's your approach to companies that take this view? How do you get them on board and see the benefits of proper change management as part of transformation? Excellent question,
1: Joe. Yeah. So Catherine, I know you have an opinion on this as well. So would <laughs> you like me to go first? or do Go you first. You like to go first. Yeah. Okay, so when you speak to companies about this, for it's like really always thinking. They think about finance, finance, and finance. So mm-hmm. I always bring it back to um, change management can really help you, given that the you know technical solution you provide is the same proper quality, but. Change management can really help you increase that return on investment or even get this return on investment because um, you need, you know, no perfect system or great process will do you any good if there's no, no people there who are willing to use it and, and use it in the way it was intended. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is one thing, maximizing return on investment. And the other bit is really minimizing the disruption to the business during the transition phase so because change creates upheaval wherever you go you know things won't go as smoothly as before and that's natural and it's normal but how can you then accompany and enable the organization to go through this so it doesn't have customer impact
0: yes i agree i i would probably add that the pace of change now is no longer human scale Right. So it's it's accelerated beyond our ability to cope naturally with it. And therefore, this is why you need that extra support, right? You need to bring people along in the journey. And you know, they say that most people are, are actually um averse averse aversive to change, right? They don't they don't want to to step into change. Um, and now we are accelerating so many things. I mean. The shift to remote work was supposed to happen three years from now, right? Um, you know, and we all got pushed into it while being pushed out of, you know, walking on the streets and having things that are normal. So you really need to to hold people's hands through this through this journey. So this is part of the this is part of the process, and and without mm-hmm. it, you don't have an engaged workforce. And what you really want, you know, it's it, it's to the point we spoke about before. What you really want is people bought in. To greater journey, a greater, bigger picture. I think. What What are your kind of hopes for for a new beginning in twenty twenty one? Difficult question.
1: <laughs> oh man, twenty twenty one. Well, I think we all had a really great reality check this year. With like, as I mean, this year is like, if it, it feels like it's so much has happened, it could feel fill a decade. You know, yes. with like. The, Bushfires in Australia at the beginning, then somehow um, you know COVID hit. Then there was all of the um, the um, you know racial injustice topics uh, in the US and all over the world. Then we have um, then we have all of the crazy election, and I'm not even talking about the US, but also you know Belarus. And so I'm like, there's there are many many things happening all over the world, and it's just looking around and say man this is a real reality check and i hope for many of us a wake-up call to pay attention to how we treat each other how we treat our planets and to make you know not a you know small new year's resolutions but actually starting to change the way we live and how we conduct ourselves on this planet um to create a world that's really you know that can sustain living for peaceful living for everyone. I couldn't
0: agree more. Thank you so much for your thoughts and and for your generous sharing. And thanks for joining the show.
1: No, thanks for inviting me, Kevin. (laughs) I always love talking to you. All right. See you all next week. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you today by the Depot Virtual Service Hub. The Virtual Service Hub is our digital transformation strategy service that supports startups needing to optimize their processes and their performance to scale up for growth. We also help medium-sized firms in modernizing their operations, and our services include sustainable strategy, analytics, and tech enablement. To find out more, contact Catherine and Byam on LinkedIn.